Good morning. It is Wednesday, April 13th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. I am your host, Carl Reed. On today's episode, I am joined by Nick Olson, Iowa State beat reporter for 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Nick, I I got a question I want to ask you really right out the bat. Iowa State for years had been a mediocre football program, and and now it seems like Matt Campbell has come in and and has made it, you know, um, he's made it cool to play at Iowa State. What is it like in Ames? What is um, Matt Campbell doing that's kind of separating him from other guys who were at Iowa State before him? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think kind of the big thing that, you know, he's really done to get some better classes and, and to get buzz like that around Ames is kind of boost this five-star culture, right? Even though, you know, Iowa State might not always land the top recruits. They just had their best recruiting class in the era of our 24-7 sports. And, you know, Campbell's a guy that obviously to be a head coach, you need to know the game really well. But just from my experience, he's he's really able to kind of click with the players, their families, and, and make it feel like a real you know, culture shift and and a family here in Ames. And I think he's found a lot of success doing that so far, Carl. One of the surprises for me personally is that he's still there, right? It seems like every year somebody has tried to hire him away, whether it's the NFL. You know, we had to report to the Detroit Lions with a mega deal a couple of years ago. Last year, we know that the University of Washington came in and made your push. Are you surprised that, that Iowa State has been able to hold on to Coach Campbell? I think initially I was, you know, when some of those reports came like first and there were even either maybe some big schools or NFL interests, like you mentioned. But I really think he's, you know, kind of found this to be a home for himself. And I think that getting past this big class that just left with, you know, big names, guys like Brees Hall, you know, Brock Purdy, Charlie Kohler, multiple classes, but, you know, people that just left. I think he's really excited about the challenge to see what he can do with the program after losing big names like that. And I'm excited to see it. Does Iowa State have what it takes to compete for the Big 12 championship to possibly win the Big 12? I think they're probably a shade under that this year. But I think that a lot of the talent that they have right now could be in that category next year. Absolutely. They're they're a pretty young team, as I'm sure, you know, we'll touch on. Not a lot of guys that have necessarily either been there long or kind of fixated in starting roles. I mentioned how good these last couple classes have been. So yeah, I'd be looking at this year, positive, you know, winning record, but 2023 should be a really impressive challenge for Iowa State. You mentioned some of the players that they've lost in the challenge that come in and replace them and show that you can have some consistency within the program. Who are some of the new names that we should be keeping an eye out on that we can expect to fill in some of those voids and have a major impact for the Cyclones? Yeah, big one's going to be the new quarterback, Hunter Deckers. You know, he's really impressed, I think, from people that have gone to see him at open practices. We've been able to do that a little bit, as well as people around the program. I think that he's really turning some heads, not only, you know, with his ability, but also his leadership. I think there are going to be a lot of talented guys at running back. I'd say Jarrell Brock, uh, true freshman Cartavius Norton's going to be really good. And then at wideout, I would say, obviously, Xavier Hutchinson, X, who's been around for a little while, as well as Jalen Knoll. I think he's going to make a big step. He kind of shined late in the year last year, but this is going to be a big opportunity for, for him to step in and have a prominent role at wideout. Now, when, when in the state of Iowa, obviously, you have Iowa State and then you had the University of Iowa, and that has become more competitive here down the stretch. Can Iowa State 
ever catch Iowa? Can Matt Campbell's program ever get on the on the um the level that Kirk Ferentz Iowa program is on? I think they could eventually, but it's definitely going to need to you know take a level of consistency, right? Not only in recruiting, which they seem to have vastly improved, culture has been improved as well, but you know really kind of putting it together on the field. As simple as it is. There was a pretty big disappointment last year for, you know, the talent on this team to, I believe, just win seven games. I know that was considered a major disappointment here and really around the whole state of, of Iowa and the Midwest. So, you know, that's something because I, I mentioned to you, I'm actually from Wisconsin. So I grew up seeing the Hawkeyes plenty growing up and they're a really consistent program. You know, even if it's not always the eye popping numbers, they're generally sending a lot of NFL talent. And, you know, I do think Iowa State could get there, but all about consistency. When you talk about the consistency of a program, Iowa State has been consistent on defense. They've run that 3-3-3 defense by John Heacock as the defensive coordinator, and that's giving teams fits. I've seen them play live games against Oklahoma and Texas, and their defense always seemed to give people problems. What is the defense at Iowa State going to be like this year? What is the, the, the expectations of how good they can be going into the year? Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of the same. Uh, From what we've seen so far, the defense seems to be ahead of the offense. Uh, You know, they're losing some prominent names there as well, but also returning probably one of the best defensive players in the country and Will McDonald. Uh, They've got Anthony Johnson, who's moving from corner to safety. I think safety is going to be... They've got one of the best safety position groups probably in the country. Um, So I think they're going to, you know, kind of have talent top and bottom there on the defense. And it's relatively deep and young as well, especially on the outside. So I do expect that to be an area of strength, namely, you know, in the pass rush and on the back line. Everybody this year has talked about NIL and the transfer portal, where there's rumors of of Texas A&M almost having a, a New York Yankees type payroll or the amount of kids who have been entering and leaving via the transfer portal. How has NIL and the transfer portal affected the Iowa State program? Yeah, I think for the most part, uh, it's it's really only affected them, you know, positively, whether that is an example of them, you know, using it once in a while, perhaps, or just they're going to know who really wants to play at Iowa State based on recruiting and based on is NIL the main focus or am I looking at a spot to build my career, get on the field and really be part of a, you know, a culture change, like I mentioned. And I think it's actually something that helped them last year in the cycle. You know, kids are are smart and realize whether that is of utmost importance or not. And you know, Iowa State is a place that I do think can compete in that, at least eventually, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be the crux of their recruiting. And I think that really bodes well for them and what they look for on the field. We will hear more from Nick Olson right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable 
stop to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for The Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Now, you said at the beginning of the show, you talked about five-star culture, and that's been what Coach Campbell and Iowa State have laid their hat on. You've been around college football for a long time, and you've covered a lot of, a, a lot of great programs. Kind of tell the, the, the viewers, what, does, what do you mean by five-star culture? Like, what has Matt Campbell done to change the culture and set them apart that allows them to compete against teams that have the four- and five-star talent that they're not always able to recruit? I like that. I think it's kind of a, a measure of a couple of things, right? I think there's this level of self-accountability that is is really big here. But at the same time, you know, whether you're on or off the field, the Cyclones as a unit are, are a family. You know, that goes from the players on the field all the way to the families back home. I think that that's a major thing. And I've heard from many recruits when they're watching practices, you know, a guy pops somebody at practice, right? Big hit on defense, something like that. They might you know, chirp about it, get excited on the field, but then the next play, they're helping each other up. You know, they're they're looking out for each other. They really preach those type of, you know, maybe manners, accountability, and, and getting along. And I think when you have that kind of chemistry as people, it, it translates pretty well on the field. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12, and we've added a couple of new programs in the Big 12. Could that move potentially make Iowa State one of the favorites year in and year out in the newly formed Big 12, the way it's going to be constructed in the future? Absolutely. Yeah, I I think that if, you know, the recruiting trajectory kind of stays as it is, obviously Campbell and this, you know, close-knit staff really stay. I I don't think that's far-fetched to say at all, Carl. I mean, I think they've already, you know, kind of been on the upswing, like like we mentioned. And I think, again, I, I just preach consistency because I was even a little blown away by some pieces of the offensive talent that I've seen so far. But it's going to be all about putting it together. And, you know, obviously, those are two of the top what would you say, eight to 10 recruiting schools every year? So yeah, I, I think once they leave, it'll you know kind of be more of a clear shot for Iowa State as well, who's shown that they can contend with the minute as we saw in 2020. If they take over and dominate the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma in there, with the, can they still make an argument to be in the college football playoff series having dominated the Big 12 without Oklahoma and Texas in the conference? Do they still have claim to be to make a push for the playoffs? Yeah, if they're able to do that, I would think so. You know, I think it's kind of similar to Oklahoma. You've got to really run the table in conference, maybe have one loss. But yeah, I don't think that's, you know, too crazy to think about at all. And and I'm excited to see what that looks like, you know, obviously covering the team, but also as as soon as this year, right, with all this enhanced talent like we've talked about, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited for football season. If you are an Iowa State fan and, and you're as optimistic of you as you've ever been about the program and you have Matt Campbell, who's been the apple of other programs, I, what do you need to do if you Iowa State to make sure that you continue to hold on to Matt Campbell? That's a really good one. I think, um, I, you know, I think it continues to be about recruiting. I think it's making football a priority, which I know that the athletic department is, has really done. I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the facilities and, and some aspects uh, within there. And yeah, I think it's just being able to show that you can compete not only, you know, around the Big 12, but with Iowa, like you mentioned. I mean, that is a huge thing in this state, something I didn't even anticipate being so big before I moved here. And, you know, I think it's things like that. But like I said, I think Campbell is is up for the challenge. I think he and his family have, you know, really built themselves to have a home here. And I think it's going to be one to follow. But, yeah, I don't see him leaving anytime soon, honestly. Well, if Matt Campbell sticks around, that's going to bode well for the future of the Iowa State Cyclones and the football program. 
I want to thank Nick Olson for joining me on today's episode. He has great insight on the Iowa State Cyclones. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts as well. For Nick Olson, I'm Carl Reed. Thanks for listening to another episode of the College Football Daily.